0: First, I want to tell you about Keeps. Uh, If you look in the mirror and you notice that maybe you're losing some hair and you don't like that experience, well, you know, you can do something about it. Uh, Two out of three guys experience hair loss uh, before they turn 35. It's not uncommon. It's a pretty big gamble uh, to do nothing about it because, you know, you could be flipping the odds in your favor by using Keeps. Keeps has clinically proven FDA approved hair treatments that are available online, whether you're looking to prevent hair loss or stimulate hair growth or just take care of the hair that you still have. Uh, Keeps physicians can help you select the right products and develop a personalized hair uh, saving routine that will work for you. It's incredibly easy. There's no waiting rooms or pharmacy visits. Keeps is delivered straight to your door at about half the cost of the competitors. Uh, and if you have any questions, you have your doctor, you can message 24-7. It's a great idea. Uh, you can keep all, all of uh, your hair and you can make some serious progress in gaining new hair as well. Keeps.com slash save. 50% off your order. K-E-E-P-S slash save. Check it out now. Keeps.com slash save. The radio show starts in just seconds.
1: Welcome to Tuesday. Oh, oh, oh. we have some good food lined up. It's a buffet. Take what you want. Leave some behind. Come back for seconds. All you can eat in the news and it is going to be delicious. We begin in 60 seconds. Can I ask you something? You know that pain you've been living with? that despite all of your efforts down through the years, just you haven't been able to get rid of? What if I told you there was something that might be really helpful uh, when you need it? Right now, it's available. It's called Relief Factor. Help me with my pain. It has helped thousands of people in this audience with their pain. It's not a drug developed by doctors and has four key ingredients that work with your body to fight inflammation, which causes most of our pain and a lot of our sickness as well. The three-week quick start developed for you is nineteen ninety-five. dollars It's a dollar a day like a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. That says a ton. It's Relief Factor, ReliefFactor.com. Call 1-800-4-RELIEF. Get the 1995 three-week quick start developed just for you. Again, ReliefFactor.com. Or call 800, the number four relief. 800-4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference well Stu, thank you so much for filling in for me yesterday uh it uh i had horrible allergies uh last week and they turned into something with my vocal cords and i've got the weeniest vocal cords in the world uh and um uh, took a couple of days off and i feel much better today so thank you for that yeah welcome Uh, back thank you uh boy there's a lot you missed. <laughs> what? Oh, I know. And we've got a lot on the plate. And I just I want to start with this, and I don't want to make this self-serving. I want to make sure that this is understood that we are we are um, making sure that everyone understands basic terminology, basic systems of government, and you uh, can come out with the absolute facts, and you decide which is which. OK, uh, the Washington Post came out yesterday with a story. Glenn Beck is resurrecting rhetoric that is long falsely targeted Democratic presidents. Uh, this is strangely after what, 12 weeks out, 15 weeks out the book on uh, the uh, Great Reset. The Washington Post has decided to not do a book review because it's pretty clear the guy didn't read the book. Um, But it's not a book review. It's instead an attack on me again, calling me Father Coughlin, which I. (laughs) Oh, if anybody but you progressives knew who he was, it would be so effective. But only you guys know who he is because you gave birth to him. Anyway, uh, the Washington Post says, according to the right wing commentator, Glenn Beck, President Biden is a fascist. In his latest book, Beck and co-author Justin Haskins warned that Biden is aligned with a cabal of international elites plotting to create a new kind of fascism that resembles Nazi era controls on businesses in Germany. How is Biden promoting this takeover? As far as Beck and Haskins are concerned, it's through his Build Back Better economic plan. Isn't that ridiculous? Those are just efforts to combat climate change and coronavirus mask and vaccine mandates. Is that what the Build Back Better plan is? Because I think the people... You know, maybe all around the world involved in the economic forum. Let's say the uh, prime minister of Japan, who also ran on his build back better plan or the build back better plan that uh, Boris Johnson ran on. I don't think it's about mask mandates, but maybe that's just me. This alleged plot. No, it's not an alleged plot. It's right there. If you read the book, you'd see the about fifty page of fine print uh, uh, footnotes quoting them. You're not having to look at a conspiracy theory. Or anything. I'm just quoting WhiteHouse.gov, Treasury.gov, W E L W E F dot That's all I'm doing. So it's not really my theory. Anyway, it would uh, the alleged plot would probably surprise Biden. Biden is surprised every day. He still wakes up Uh, his support for labor unions, increased corporate taxes and higher minimum wage are widely opposed by the very same bankers and big businesses that Beck and Haskins assert are backing the fascist scheme. This guy has this guy is living in 1972. He has no idea what's happening in the current business world, or he's just he's either a useful idiot or he's a propagandist. Uh, even if Beck claims don't make sense. They don't make sense? How do they not make sense? That's weird. You know, it doesn't make sense that it's the number one best-selling book in the nation has been for weeks. And yet I'm 15 on the New York Times bestseller <laughs> list. That doesn't make sense. The uh, Fox News host is the sixth most popular talk radio show in the country. Wow. Mm. Actually, I think I'm 15th in the New York Times, and I believe (laughs) I'm 12th in talk radio, Uh, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Equally important, Beck is tapping into deep historical vein of conservative thinking. Right wing media used remarkably similar and sometimes even harsher rhetoric against Franklin Delano Roosevelt in the 1930s. Conservative commentators frequently compared Roosevelt to the tyrannical Adolf Hitler, Benito Mussolini, and Joseph Stalin, who were terrorizing their countries and menacing the world during his uh, uh, presidency. First of all, you wouldn't know that Joseph Stalin was terrorizing his people because the New York Times was covering up all of the atrocities. The New York Times was saying that Stalin was great. Time Magazine, Mussolini, he's great. So before we move on, let's figure out what fascism actually means. Now, from um, Merriam-Webster, you have a political philosophy, a movement or regime such as that as the fascisti. Uh, That exalts nation and often race above the individual and stands for centralized autocratic government headed by a dictatorial leader. Severe economic and social regimentation and forcible suppression of opposition. Okay, who's suppressing the opposition? Who's the one? calling parents who stand up and say i don't think this should be taught who's the one defining them as terrorists who's the one that says now i love pesos what a joke by the way have you seen his new building in virginia the the new it's again phallic shaped i don't know what the deal is with this guy but it's more like a pig uh, it's a, like a anyway um <laughs> So I don't know what it is about these guys where they seem to miss. In fact, just yesterday, do we have uh, Jen Saki on um, on Twitter and how we really should. Are we going to still talk to these people? Are we still going to make lists of who should be banned and not? Listen.
0: The Surgeon General has said that misinformation about COVID amounts to a public health crisis. I'm wondering, regardless of of ownership, would the White House be interested in working with Twitter like it has in the past to continue to combat this kind of misinformation, Um, or are we in a different part of the pandemic where that kind of partnership is no longer necessary?
1: Well, I think we engage regularly with all social media platforms about steps that can be taken. Ah. That has continued, and I'm sure it
2: will continue. Uh, but there Stop. are also ref- Stop!
1: what is she saying what is she saying we contact social media regularly and they have said it in the past to give them lists of names of people that should not be taken seriously and maybe the algorithm should be changed by the way Stu did you see I gained a hundred thousand followers on Twitter just last night isn't that crazy isn't that nuts No, I did not see that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. People all over the country, conservatives, are finding that their Twitter numbers just went up overnight. Hmm. Huh. It's really weird. Anyway, fascists believe. Now, this is according to Wikipedia. Now, tell me, this is Wikipedia. Remember, run by Marxists. Okay. This is Wikipedia. Help me out, Stu, Mm -hmm. on what you think maybe. Uh, the Washington Post is missing here. Uh, fascists believe that liberal democracy. Let me define that liberal uh, democracy means people who believe in the maximum amount of freedom before anarchy. OK, it's not
0: uh, like liberal in our current political no, sense. That this was is FDR mm-hmm.
1: that changed that. Mm-hmm. OK, he changed it to get rid of the constitutional argument. So a liberal democracy is what I believe in, okay? Um, The fascists believe that a liberal democracy is obsolete. Now, which side is it that says, ah, that's an old dusty document. The founders, you know, are irrelevant. All of the constitution is irrelevant. Who is that? Second sentence. They regard the complete. Listen to this. They regard the complete mobilization of society under a totalitarian one party state as necessary to prepare a nation for armed conflict and to respond effectively to economic difficulties. Now, how many times have you heard them say? Global warming. This is a war. How many times have you heard the Biden administration say about the Great Reset that this is going to be a war that lasts for decades? Why is he saying that? Because he needs to, let's see, complete mobilization of society under a totalitarian one-party state. Does anybody doubt, does anybody doubt that the fascists... Or, I should say, the progressives in either party wouldn't mind offing the other party and just say, yeah, it's all Republicans and all Democrats. You'd have a few Republicans, but you'd have the majority of the Democrats. You'd certainly have AOC and Bernie and everybody else. Okay. Uh, They also say a fascist state is led by a strong leader. Okay. They got me there. Okay. Uh, and martial law government composed of the members of the governing fascist party to forge national unity and maintain a stable and orderly society. I would say that that's what happened during COVID. Uh, Fascism rejects assertions that violence is automatically negative. Huh. Isn't that weird? Like violence on January 6th was negative but violence for blm was not negative they view political violence and war as a means that can achieve national rejuvenation hmm mark my words that's going to become very important this fall it might even happen after the supreme court issues all of its rulings they are going to go bat crap crazy and I believe they're going to just try to burn this whole thing down. They also advocate a national economic self efficiency through protectionist and economic interventionist policies. What have you been hearing lately? The lie from them This global thing is not working we've got to we 've got to really come back to our nation i mean i 'm saying that for common sense, but what they 're saying is that 's why we have to globalize even more through the Great Reset. They're using the terminology, but they're saying, but we're going to we're going to globalize even more. We're just going to cut half the globe out. Um, they uh, the extreme authoritarianism and nationalism often manifests a belief in racial purity or a master race. Now. I think the fascist, that's why the book says 21st century fascism, not 20th century, because the fascists then were saying Jews. And by the way, fascism doesn't always include race, doesn't. It often leads to that because people are uh, generally evil that want to rule everybody's lives um, and uh, generally Nuts. And so they have to get rid of people. And so they just get rid of more and more people. Anyway, you don't have to do that. But it also depends on who the fascist is. Hitler was crazy nuts, hated the Jews. So he blamed it on the Jews. That generally comes from a socialist standpoint. You know, Marxism, hatred of the Jews kind of goes hand in glove. But Mussolini didn't. Mussolini didn't hate the Jews. In fact, he really, really uh, despised Hitler for that. And you know what's weird is it's almost. Like, let me read this again: uh, the extreme authoritarianism and nationalism of fascism often manifest in a belief of racial purity and a master race. Kind of like white people are bad no matter what they do, and black people or people of color are good no matter what they do. So we've lost all reason and we've lost Martin Luther King's idea of race doesn't matter. Who's pushing that race matters and that there's a bad race. Who's pushing that? Is that the left or is that the right? Hmm. Also, uh, fascist regimes have been led to commit genocides, massacres, forced sterilization. Who? Was that the left or the right? Was that the liberal democratic person or was that the progressive that did that? I don't know what you're missing, Washington Post, other than logic, facts, history. But it's good to know that I must be getting under your skin, I must have, for you to get a call to say, hey, would you write something on this book? Uh, For you to get that call from, I don't know who your overlord is, it must mean that this is causing them some problems. And I would just like to say, the book is available wherever you buy books. You can get it online or go to glensnewbook.com and get it. It's called The Great Reset, Joe Biden, and 21st century fascism. Uh, LifeLock, the U.S. Postal Inspection Service received almost 300,000 complaints of mail theft in the year 2020. That's up 160 percent compared to the previous year. And that was a year when we were all staying home. If you think you have adequate protection, doing these things we do everything online now it's not just the mail it is online and um If you think you have enough protection, it's a pretty big if it's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives every single day. We put information, our information on risk at the Internet, and uh, that's why LifeLock is here. Nobody can monitor everything or catch everything, but they're the best in the business. In my opinion, they've been doing it the longest and they have a restoration specialist just in case something goes wrong. They have a whole team of people that can help clean this up with you, which I mean, if this happens to you, do you have any idea how to clean it up? Because I know. LifeLock. This is what they do. LifeLock. LifeLock LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save 25%. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. 10 seconds. Station ID. so I mean, Stu help me out on this one Elon Musk yesterday uh issued a statement uh after the uh Twitter board of directors approved his office uh, his offer to buy twitter um he says um under the terms of the agreement to, uh, twitter stockholders receive fifty four dollars blah 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 um and he talks about the freedom of speech that freedom of speech is is critical to the survival of a free nation. Now, somehow or another, he's called a danger to free speech. Right. Um, You know, free is free. And the people who are calling him that uh, are, you know, is big tech, uh, which, by the way, censored uh, Joe Biden's critics 646 times uh, since he has been in office uh deleted social media accounts or posts given warning labels that stop people from sharing or commenting were counted between march 2020 march 2022 um 140 involved the new york post story uh the largest category of censored cases included 232 posts that attempt to blast the president's behavior with women and children one example on facebook uh, deleted a user's post for violating community, community standards uh, on nudity or sexual activity. All they did was put the caption of Biden kissing a little girl. Find someone who kisses you the way Joe Biden kisses his granddaughter. That's it. They were banned. Who's the fascist here? The Glenn back Program. American Financing NMLS 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org uh, If you're uh, holding back from buying or refinancing a house because of the recent rise in rates, you should consider that inflation is up much more. A year ago, it was running at 2.6% inflation on a year-to-year basis. Today, the official stat is 8.5% that's a lie if you want to measure it the way we did the last time we had inflation which was back in the 1970s and 80s we we now are running at 17.1 percent inflation now five percent for your um, for your loan paying that back a year from now with dollars that have depreciated by 8.5 percent it's better to get the money now and pay it off uh, American Financing is available now at 800-906-2440. I highly recommend a refi. Get your, um, uh, your high-interest credit cards done with a consolidation loan. AmericanFinancing.net. Go there now. Constant lying about fascism is available in
0: Glenn <laughs> Beck's The Great Reset in bookstores everywhere.
1: Hello, America. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Um, I just, I just want to finish my little history lesson here on, uh, uh, on uh, you know, fascism and what it is. Fascism, in its most clinical sense, is autocratic. There's a dictator up at the top. Now, remember, this was, this was done before dictator had a bad name. Autocratic state. Didn't have a bad name around the turn of the century. Um, It was a way to cut through and forget about all of these little processes that we have to go through. Look, we're going to just we're going to get a group of people of experts together and the experts are going to chart the course and they're just going to push it through. We don't have to worry about a constitution or a Congress. We'll just get it done Because things are moving too rapidly. Does any of this sound familiar? Because that's what fascism was before it got the bad name of what it really is. Uh, And they loved fascism. Now, the reason why I'm talking about this is because you need to understand what morons uh, Jeff Bezos is hiring at the Washington Post. The guy has absolutely no idea what a fascist really is. Uh, he's saying that I am, I'm just, I'm pulling out an old trope. I love that one. By the way, um, later on in the article, um, he calls me an anti Semite for bringing in George Soros, which I'm clearly an anti Semite. What, what are you holding there, Glenn? Mm-hmm. What do you hold, You're you holding oh something. Oh my gosh, I didn't even notice I'm holding my Defender of Israel award no, really? given to me by Benjamin uh, Netanyahu. No, so, uh, no, no, does
0: this columnist have I, a Defender of Israel award? I don't think award? so. Maybe,
1: maybe. I mean, everybody gets them, yeah, you know, true. these days. Anyway, uh, so he's, uh, he's claiming that uh, this is an old trope that has, has happened for the last 90 years. And, you know, I'm thinking if, if something keeps being brought up Generation after generation after generation over nine decades, there might be something to look into. Might be. Might be. Uh, The question is often asked in America and in Europe, just how much fascism the American president program contains. The answer, (laughs) it is it is the principle that the state no longer leaves the economy to its own devices, Uh, This is boldly interventionalist. Uh, What was who was saying this? uh, And what was he talking about? He was talking about the New Deal and the person saying that was Mussolini. FDR, Mussolini continued, was moving his country in the direction of national socialism. And without question, the mood accompanying this sea change resembles that of fascism. End quote. Uh, Boy, one of the well, the official Nazi newspaper said about FDR. We, too, as German national socialists are looking towards America. FDR, uh, the Nazi publication said, was replacing the uh, uninhibited frenzy of market speculation with the adoption of national socialist strains of thought in his economic and social policies. The only problem is we fear that he might fail. Okay, all right. Okay. Um, Returning to FDR's New Deal policies, the Nazi paper said if not always in the same words, FDR too demands the collective good be put before individual self interest. That is an important phrase. Which side do we hear saying that? Which side? Is it the ones quoting the Constitution and the Founding Fathers? No, because they believed in the individual. It would have to be those on the progressive left that are demanding the collective good to be put before individual self-interest. Uh, just a, you know, I just I just wanted to throw those out there, you know, just so people could see them. Uh, and when I say people, I mean the people at The Washington Post, by the way, in a completely Completely non-fascist tangent here. Um, John Kerry, the special envoy for climate, uh, issued a warning uh, last week to the domestic natural gas industry, saying producers uh, are being put, quote, on notice. Uh, if you can capture the emissions literally, genuinely, then you're reducing the problem. Kerry said to Bloomberg, we have to put these in this industry on notice. You've got six, eight, maybe no more than 10 years or so within which you've got to come up with a means by which you're going to capture. And if you're not capturing, then we have to deploy alternative sources of energy. Wow. So the government is putting a group of business people on notice cuz remember this is for climate control uh and you know gas industry is really really bad uh forget the fact that um you know Joe Biden's son and um and I believe uh, Kerry family friend which was also in bed with Kerry's son you know joined the um Ukrainian uh Gazprom you know, board. Um, so it's, you know, it's Burisma, but don't pay attention to what the he, this is a new day. This is a new day. Um, Utah boy, are you an interesting mess? Utah Democrats have now nixed their candidate for Senate and are now backing the independent Evan McMuffin for Senate. Let's just, it's so not McMullen, McMullen, yes, McMullen actually, yes. Evan McMullen, um, and so now the Democrat that was going to go up against uh, Mike Lee not going to appear, not going to appear because the Democrats decided they they looked at Evan McMuff, M- McMullen and said, "Oh my gosh, he is our guy." He's that our guy. what they're saying here. Yes, mm-hmm.
0: they are saying that. Yeah, this is sort of similar to we talked about this a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. about. Joe Lieberman, when he was running, he ran for the Democratic nomination and then uh, uh, lost the nomination against Ned Lamont. And, mm-hmm. then, uh, and then he was like, well, this is ridiculous. And mm-hmm. he ran as an independent and wound up winning. Mm-hmm. And part of that equation was the Republicans basically giving up on their candidate. Now, they didn't take him off the ballot, but they said, don't vote for him. Go for Lieberman because he's going to be a heck of a lot better than Lamont. Uh, here, they're even more... Uh, this is like m- even more uh, explicit. They're just they're not even running a candidate. I know like, just one like two major parties whatever, is not running a candidate for up. Senate. That's crazy. I mean it just I mean it shows how, you know, the look, you know, these they're just desperate. Times have changed, right? And thing people have changed. But it's like there's a they're just looking at Evan McMullen as a Democrat, which I mean you know, is uh, you look pretty,
1: the way he's 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 hammering yeah, Mike yeah. Lee, it's hard to deny. Yeah, and you know, Mike Lee, here's the thing that that kills me. Um when you look at somebody who is a constitutionalist, you look at them and, uh, and you, can't, you can't promise yourself that you're going to be happy with everything they do. Because the Constitution cuts both ways. Sometimes when you really want to do something, you're like, hey, we got to do this to fix the country. Nope, that pesky Constitution stops you from doing it. There are times that I've called Mike up and I've said, what are you doing, man? And he's like... I know it's the Constitution. I've got to stand with the Constitution. He's he's doing stuff sometimes that he doesn't like. He does it because he is upholding the Constitution. And they're they're just trying to get somebody in who will just can we just lay this pesky Constitution aside, please? It's just so cumbersome.
0: Well, is that even the that's not the issue here, right? This is just they're just trying to fool people in Utah who might would never consider a Democrat, but might consider an independent, right? People who are uh, moderate Republicans or, you know, or maybe maybe just generally moderates who would never consider some crazy left winger to instead vote for a guy who's acting at this point like a left winger
1: uh, to get votes against Mike Lee. Well, he won't now. Yeah, he will now, because now he's got nobody on the, on the left to have him to pull back to the left. So he'll say anything that he has to. And this has nothing to do with Mike Lee or his
0: policies or whether he stands with the Constitution. This is just a, a strategic political effort to uh, oust a good Republican, somebody yeah. who actually stands for the Constitution. Yeah.
1: Uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, the good news is, well... I was going to say, the good news is Utah's not that stupid. And then I remembered your governor. And I uh, thought, oh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, by the way, a, uh, a, new, uh, a new candidate for Congress in Washington State. Stu, you're going to love this. Mm-hmm. Because you know how life imitates art? Okay. No. You, can do, you cannot do comedy anymore on the state of the world. Because everything we used to say, well, why don't you just they're doing Um, this new uh, Democratic Socialist Congress, uh, congressional candidate says the $15 minimum wage, which is crippling Seattle. Yeah, that's not enough. It needs the, the starting point is $30 an hour. Now, we've joked about that. But we said, why stop at 30 even? Why not just make it a million? Because we could all be millionaires. So why don't we all just work for an hour and we'll just force these companies? They can afford it, you know. Have you seen how much these Fortune 500 companies have? They got a lot. They should pay. Bezos, like he's going to miss a million dollars? Huh? Huh? Everyone should have minimum wage, million dollars. Why is that lunacy? Sincerely, why is a hundred dollar an hour wage lunacy? No reason under the, the construct of the left. Right. <laughs>
0: I mean, when, you, when you're advocating for modern monetary theory, why, why is a hundred? I mean, that's not even enough. Why yeah. not go higher? Keep it going. You know, I have a hundred trillion dollar bill from Zimbabwe. I'm a trillionaire. It's really fun to be a trillionaire. Why
1: shouldn't everyone be one? Right, exactly right. By the way, um, DeSantis has now, you know, gotten rid of all of the special privileges. They're crazy. This is such a fascistic move, yada, yada. No, it wasn't done by a dictator. It was done through the regular system. It was all done according to the law. So it's not fascistic in na- nature. You may not like it, but it is. It was not done through fiat, And that's kind of where you get into the whole dictator thing. You know what I mean? Um, The other thing uh, about it is I would just like to, while we're here talking about states, I would just like you to know Colorado. Disney's not moving there. Okay, no, I don't. I don't. I,
0: it seemed like such a real effort. Yeah, you know, I know. I, I mean, to, to lure the. I mean, cause, cause they could they just get a couple cranes, right? Maybe cranes and some helicopters and yeah. lift, lift. Yeah, the park. well, you could put that thing on wheels. Yeah, it's like a carnival, and you know what? You just want to stick it right in the middle of a nice cold environment.
1: That's what I was thinking. Is, How beautiful would it be uh-huh. to celebrate Christmas uh-huh. in Denver? Yeah, on Main Street USA. Oh, who beautiful. doesn't want that? Beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> so you stupid. are stupid. Uh, colorado yeah hey disney you should move here i don't know we're considering alaska and they've made a pretty nice (laughs) bid. uh mother's day is right around the corner and that means asking the age old question what are you gonna give the mom who gave you everything (sighs) it's hard especially when you're married to somebody like tanya was like i don't want anything yes you you do, just tell me. Just tell me. Here's an idea, uh, Legacy Box. It is super simple. It's a mail-in service where you take all your videotapes, camcorder, camcorder tapes, film reels, everything from childhood, and you preserve it. Now, this Legacy Box is the industry leader in this. They've helped over a million companies. Uh, uh, sorry, a million customers safeguard their past they can digitize 19 different types of media i've sent them stuff i don't even know what the machine was it's like i think i think this might have been left here by the aliens see what's on this tape cuz i don't have any idea what machine even made it but they do and every hand uh, every um uh, film reel or a piece is digitized by hand with a team of over 200 trained technicians here in America, the purchase includes access to a personal concierge to answer all of your questions. Your mom's questions will be answered, and everything is returned safely. Celebrate mom with Legacy Box, best Mother's Day sale ever. Go to LegacyBox.com slash right now. Get an incredible 60% off. Buy today. Take advantage of the incredible offer. Send it in when you're ready. On Mother's Day, just go through the albums. Just go through the albums and relive your history together, and put it all into a legacy box and preserve them forever. The perfect Mother's Day gift. 60% off legacybox.com/back. The Glenn Beck Program. Uh, By the way, uh, in more freedom of the press, uh, Wikipedia, the editors removed the entry for Rosemont Seneca partners earlier this week on this is on the Hunter Biden page on the grounds that it wasn't really noticeable, notable, Uh, notable. Notable, Yeah, yeah. it wasn't really notable. It, you know, is there anything really there? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah corruption uh china chinese money uh you know billions of dollars from the chinese communist party going into this and it's not like it's a library where they have limited amounts of space for I know. articles I like, know. <laughs> you yeah. know
0: it's like, oh, wow, like we don't go, have any shelves left for that book. i'd like
1: to go through my wikipedia which is like 40,000 words at this point There really is all of that notable? Really?
0: There's an Instagram account called The Depths of Wikipedia. Oh, my gosh. Which just goes into the most obscure, random things you can find on Wikipedia. I guarantee they're a lot less notable than uh, the (laughs) stuff that you're finding with Seneca. I mean, that's a big story. It obviously should be on there. Now, again, like, there's no centralized control in theory of Wikipedia. People can delete and add things as they want. Sure. So this stuff does happen from time to time.
1: Yeah. By the way, just some other good news. Sorry about this, Stu. Mm-hmm. Americans are eating more beef than ever. <laughs> eat what just you want. One. I don't care what you eat. <laughs> I, know, I know you don't, <laughs> okay. but others really, really <laughs> bothers them. Back in just a second.
2: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: I want to tell you about the zebra. They are our... Uh, sponsor this half hour gas prices skyrocketing cost of groceries gone up dramatically housing prices out of control you know other than that mrs lincoln the play was pretty good wasn't it um, if you would like to cut your your uh, finances down and save more money may i suggest you call the zebra just go on to online to the slash back you are going to save a buttload on your car and home insurance in under five minutes. It is a service that just goes out and searches what you should be paying and who is offering what. You look at all of them. The average person is saving about $900 on their their car and home insurance in under five minutes. It's not an insurance company. All they're doing is comparing and helping you buy and manage your car and home insurance. That's it. Get a free quote right now. Just go to thezebra.com slash Beck. Save money right now. Thezebra.com slash Beck. the Glenn Beck program last I think Friday I saw a story that I really didn't understand I've spent the weekend trying to do my homework so I could present this to you it's about what's happening in Japan Japan is collapsing and the media is not telling you anything about it um, we're going to go through it it has a significant impact on your life and your world we'll tell you about it in 60 seconds There aren't too many pet owners out there that you know, just don't want the absolute best for their best friend. Your dog is part of the family and you want him or her to live a long and healthy and happy and active life. What he eats has a lot to do with that. And if he's eating you know regular kibble food, he's not getting the nutrients that he needs. The good news is there is Rough Greens. It's not a dog food, but it's a supplement that you sprinkle on the food and it's chock full of vitamins and minerals and probiotics, antioxidants, you name it. If it is healthy for your dog, it's most likely in Rough Greens and they love it. They go crazy for it. Again, not a dog food. You sprinkle this on your dog's food. The folks at Rough Greens are so convinced that your dog is gonna love it and you will see a change over the next couple of months that they want to give you the first bag free just to make sure your dog loves it uh, as much as Uno loves uh, Rough Greens. They have a special deal. You just go to roughgreens.com slash Beck. It's free. You get a free bag. All you pay for is the shipping. Go to roughgreens.com, R-U-F-F, greens.com Beck, roughgreens.com slash Beck, or call 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. All right. So, Stu, I need you to stay with me here, um, because this is this is probably a story that no one is paying attention to. And I think it's really important. Japan said that they would be the first great reset full adopter. okay, and that made me curious a few months ago when I found that out. I'm like, hmm, why? Why? Well, I now know why. They are in serious, serious financial straits. They have been for a while. This is this is not a new problem. This has been going on, the decline of Japan since the 90s. Well, I read a story, um, what was it, Thursday or Friday, that the Japanese yen has fallen to its lowest level against the dollar in more than 20 years. This means it takes more yen To buy a dollar as of Friday the 22nd it was more than a hundred and twenty five yen to buy a dollar normally only people who are like trading in currencies actually care about this but the why behind the crash is why you need to care okay because it could very easily lead to the crash of our treasury bonds and let me explain well, a treasury bond our debt we issue treasury bonds every time our government spends money, and we have trillions of these out, and nobody is buying them, okay The days of us living high on the hog, and ah, oh, somebody will take this crap. Those days are over, okay the the Japanese are the largest holder of U.S. Treasury bonds in the world. They hold more than China, more than any European country, more than any other entity except the U.S. Federal Reserve. Why does the U.S. Federal Reserve own so many Treasury bonds? They never did that before. They had to start do it, doing it because no one in the world would would raise their hand in auction and say, I'll take some of that American crap. Okay. So no one was buying it. So the fed put trillions of dollars of our debt and they bought that debt by printing money. Okay. Japan is number two. Japan holds $2 trillion of our debt. Now, the story that I read on Thursday or Friday was that the prime minister had called Janet Yellen and called the president and said, y- we need a bailout. You, you got to help us out. You, you have to st- shore up the yen or we are done. Well, uh, we didn't do that. We said we can't do that. And there's a couple of reasons why we can't. So. With them being the largest holder, they've been, they are, um, they're playing a game here. It's a shell game. The whole world is on this shell game. They have $2 trillion in treasuries and they're forced to sell those bonds to shore up their currency. This would cause our Fed to print more money to put bill or trillions into buying those bonds, which would now be on the market. So inflation could go to 20%. That's the story you'll hear if you pay attention to Bloomberg. But that's, that's just a small part of what's going on. We know that Jap- Japan has the worst demographics in the world. It's the oldest population in the developed world. 3.4 retirees over the age of 55 for every one worker under the age of 30. So that one worker is expected to work to support 3.4 people. Nobody's entering the workforce. If you're young, you're not going into the marketplace. The Japanese stopped having kids after the Asian miracle ended in 99 and Japan's economy crashed. Remember the stories where they can't get guys to be even interested in sex. Consider this. Toyota and Honda, the two best-made, best-selling brands in the world, right? Testaments to Japanese ingenuity and manufacturing. Except the Japanese demographics are so upside down, virtually no Hondas or Toyotas are actually made in Japan anymore. More than a decade ago, both companies realized they couldn't find any workers. And that's why they're here in the U.S., Indonesia, and the Philippines. These companies were not alone in the past 20 years. Japan has lost almost its entire manufacturing base. Does any of this sound familiar? Save a few technology sectors like motherboards and uh, microchips. Everything else is not made in Japan. This means their taxable income is gone. And as they move overseas, where labor is available and costs were lower, some of the profits flow home to Japan. But most of the revenue generated stays in countries where manufacturing is occurring. So they had to make up the shortfall. What do you do? They had a plan. They started selling more and more Japanese bonds to cover their deficits between the massive welfare state and the tax base. So they they just started selling bonds. This is where we're at. Japan has the person, the highest personal income taxes in the G7. It also has the highest debt to GDP in the developed world. Our debt to GDP is one hundred and thirty percent. That's the highest we've seen since World War II. Japan's debt to GDP is 253%. Okay? That's double ours. So their economy was collapsing. They had to sell bonds. Then they got to the place we are, and they were like, nobody's buying our bonds. So what did they do? Now, remember, this just was stated by uh, the Biden administration. As something that is coming our way. What they did. So the country wouldn't collapse. They went and they sold Japanese bonds. To investors in Japan. At 0% interest. Now why would a company. Take something where I'm not going to grow on my money. And lock my money into a Japanese bond for 10 years. Why would you do that? Because the government Mandated it. If you were a retirement fund. You had anything to do with Japan. You were investing. You had to put a percentage into government bonds. So they bought these government bonds. Which allowed them to then print more yen. And then what did they do? They took that money and they bought our government bonds. Which were returning about two percent interest to them now that two percent interest think of this that's coming out of your pocket so we're paying them um interest on two trillion dollars in treasuries is about 40 billion dollars a year so we're sending 40 billion dollars and that's fine that's a deal we're you know we're buying turtle tunnels i mean you know we need those things but Japan's entire defense budget is forty seven billion dollars. So we are, in effect, funding forty, uh, 40 billion of their forty seven billion in defense. But then we also provide about ten billion dollars a year in discounts for guns and ammunition and everything else. So we are paying one hundred percent of their military. This isn't by accident, and it's not a bad deal, actually. Our government is more than happy to do that because Japan is the most important strategic defense partner when it comes to containing China or defending Taiwan. We have 55,000 U.S. troops stationed in Japan. Japan is the only foreign country in the world out of which the U.S. has permanently operated a U.S. carrier battle group. So, back to the end being in freefall To keep their bonds at 0% and then make that arbitrage thing work, Japan has to continue to buy its own bonds. But that's through quantitative easing, printing. So they print more yen to buy their bonds um, and anytime the yield goes above zero, they're in trouble. They're creating artificial demand for their bonds. When they when the yield on the Japanese gov- uh, government bonds went to one percent, two percent, our 10 year bonds would not be able to service that debt. So our bonds They no longer have the $40 billion for their military, et cetera, et cetera. They have a debt of 253%. It would cost them them to pay interest on their debt more than they ever collect in taxes. So to pay the debt, they have to print currency, buy the bonds, buy ours, and we buy theirs, and it just starts all over again because we have to print money, They have to print money. And so it goes into this inflation death spiral. And that's where they are right now. They're at the beginning of the inflation death spiral. So here's the problem with all of this. If they collapse, I mean really collapse, who can bail them out? We can't. We'll we're close to a death spiral. So who bails them out? And what happens when next September President Z goes in front of his, you know, people's Congress and says, "Okay, everybody vote. I am dictator for life. When that happens and Japan, if Japan is out. We are so weak with everything else that is going on. Do you think we're going to save Taiwan? How would we even do that? How would the West protect Australia? By the way, all of this is happening because the Fed said and the Treasury said, we can't bail you out. But what you probably don't know that we reported on um, about three months ago, uh, the Fed did bail the Bank of Japan out. The Fed gave them seven trillion dollars. That was in Q3 and Q4 of last year. We're in Q2. $7 $7 trillion they've burned through already. Prepare for impact. Prepare for impact. Because it is happening. The reason why they said they'd be number one on the, uh, on the boat for the Great Reset is because if we say jump, they are forced to say how high. But we no longer have enough juice To tell anyone to jump because we need all of that juice ourselves. Jamie wrote in about Relief Factor. My husband and I both started using Relief Factor. We were surprised by the results. We both had minor aches and pains. Plus, I've had problems with my knee that wasn't improving. After about two weeks of Relief Factor, we both started seeing wonderful lessening of pain. Even my knee was feeling better. I can tell you going forward, we won't be without it. Thank you so much, Relief Factor. If you're living with pain, may I recommend you give Relief Factor a try? It's not a drug developed by doctors and has four key ingredients that work with your body to fight inflammation. Try the three-week quick start right now, developed for you at $19.95. It's a dollar a day, like a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them have gone on to order more. That tells you everything I think you need to know. ReliefFactor.com. 1 800 4 Relief. 1 800, the number 4 Relief. 1995, the three week quick start developed for you at ReliefFactor.com. That's Relief Factor. Feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. That makes sense. It's hard it's it's a uh, difficult
0: I mean, I wouldn't say I followed it entirely, yeah, but I would say that it what keeps screaming out to me as you go through all that is it's a house of cards, house of cards right like That's it's it. impossible. only perfection could unwind it successfully. and how are you going to unwind it? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you, I, I don't know how to do it, but I wouldn't know how to build a house of cards either. At that point, it's hard. It's a difficult right. thing to do, and if you make one tiny little mistake in the most Correct. minor way, it Correct. collapses. Correct. And that's you know when you, these you know, that the, these finance schemes wind up working for a while, yeah. and then you know you get to a point, and it seems like we have these economic collapses, you know, almost on a schedule where these things no longer can hold the other, uh, the other scheme up. One scheme needs to function as the
1: weight-bearing pillar of another scheme. And exactly right. That's terrifying. You get to a point to where you were printing money, and you cannot stop because you have to keep printing more money. Yeah. They are three years into their death spiral now. They're three years into it. We are 18 months into ours. So they're ahead of us. Um, but uh, gosh... What does anybody have? What bullets does anybody have to stop it? This is why the Great Reset is a reality. This is why the Fed doing their digital currency. It will happen because it has to. The world has to reset. All of this debt all over the West is too big. They're not going to reduce your debt. They won't cancel out your debt. But they'll cancel out the bank's debts. They'll cancel out, you know, the big, huge business debt that is too big to fail. They'll cancel out some. Uh, I think this is wishful thinking, but some of the government debt they'll have to come up with something to reduce government debt.
0: So, what's the way to prepare? Is there a way to prepare for this? Is it just taking care of your own personal situation?
1: Yeah. Have children. You don't want to end up like like Japan. Have children. We have to have children. That's the ultimate debt-creating asset. Now, you know, yes, I know. <laughs> yes, I do know that. But, but you have to have children. You have to be able to take care of yourself. We have to be able to make things here in America. You know, And don't buy into... Look, the most important thing is to know who caused the problems. Who caused these problems? The Fed, the big banks... And the government. So when this all falls apart, who's going to come to us with the answer? The Fed, the big banks, and the government. They are the last people we should trust. They're the ones who built this. Trust yourself. Trust your neighbor. Don't you know my my uh, uncle was part of the um, uh, part of the tests uh, during the '60s on what you do to survive a nuclear war. And um, uh, and he's he's told me some stories, you know, now that he's getting a little, uh, you know, a little more loose with the lips. He's been telling me (laughs) stuff about, you know, you you you, most people will be surprised. They survive. That's going to be the biggest surprise. They survive a nuclear war Um, and whatever you do, don't listen to the people that we're causing the problem they're gonna tell you go here that's the last thing that you should do and I think this is financial nuclear war don't listen to the people who got us into this mess don't listen why are we gonna suddenly believe the media when they tell us this is the truth and this is what has to be done why What? we're gonna suddenly believe them no trust yourself be self-sufficient. Get out of debt. More in a minute. The Glenn Back Program. So it's pretty darn expensive to get your car repaired today, especially if it's out of warranty. I want you to imagine what it's going to be like in 10 years. Uh, You're going to have to give him not one, but probably both arms to be able to uh, 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 to be able to bail your car out uh, and get it out of the shop. Good news is one of those arms might have the mark of the beast on it or in it. So anyway, a car shield, you could be paying the same price in 10 years that you're paying right now. Believe it or not, at no extra cost, they have rental car options, trip reimbursement, roadside assistance um coast to coast they will get your car into the shop they pay for it if you sign up with them now you lock in your price it will never ever go up so you are shielded from the rising cost of parts and repairs for your vehicle if you join right now carshield.com slash beck save 10 percent on your plan and lock your pricing in forever 800-391-8888, 800-391-8888, carshield.com, slash back Deductible may apply.
0: Head over to blazetv.com, slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV.
1: This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're so glad that you have uh, tuned in today. Thank you so much for uh, listening. I was just talking about the the inflationary death spiral of Japan. Let me turn the tables here and show you where we're actually climbing the ladder. And we are doing better than we have in my lifetime. And that is with the Supreme Court on religious freedom. I was talking to uh, Kelly Shackelford from uh, First Liberty over the weekend. And um, he said... You know, five years ago, First Liberty, which just fights the religious cases of freedom of speech, freedom of religion. uh, He said five years ago, we sat in front of a whiteboard and we said, dream big. Everybody dream big. I mean, like, let's really reach. So somebody put up on the whiteboard one case per year. We will be arguing in front of the Supreme Court. And Kelly told me he sat there and he said, "I didn't say anything." He's the CEO. He's like, "I didn't say anything because I didn't want to bring the room down." But he's like, "Fat chance." there's are seven thousand cases that the Supreme that make it to the Supreme Court, and out of that seven thousand, they maybe pick hundred and fifty. So the odds of getting a to argue in front of the Supreme Court is almost impossible. He said. You want to talk about a, cha- a sea change? He said this year. I think it was this year. He they are arguing seven cases, and he believes they're going to win all of them. Now this comes with a caveat, and this this is something I would really prepare for: um, the the onslaught of the left losing their minds this summer. It could be riots in the streets. It will definitely be a full court press. Using that term, right? Mm -hmm. Full court press uh, on um, on packing the court. Okay. Once you pack the court, you're done. As a nation, you're just done. Okay. That is the that's the last step. That's what Venezuela. I think Venezuela has like 43 people on their Supreme Court now. Uh, You just pack them. And then you get the political answer that you want. So the latest is the one that happened yesterday. And this is the um, the case of the football coach, the high school football coach named Joe Kennedy. If you don't know him or his story, you have to hear it. It is. It's unbelievable. Um, Joe is a guy I just had on our podcast. Was it this? I think it was this this last weekend, wasn't it? Or the weekend before. Um, so the last two Saturday podcasts, you can find it with Joe Kennedy. He's fascinating. He's not a Bible thumper. He grew up a bad kid, uh, you know, didn't really believe in God and everything else, but turned his life around. But is not a guy who's quoting scriptures. Okay, he's just he's just a good guy who has a quiet faith and believes in God. And so when he was asked to coach for this team in, I think it's Bremerton. He's asked to coach in Washington state and he decides, look, I'll do it. If you want me to do it. He says a quick prayer. He gets his answer uh, that night and he's like, okay, I'm in, but for this opportunity, I'm going to give you thanks. Every game win or lose. Thanks privately. Not for anything else. And he would go to the 50-yard line after the game. Everybody's celebrating, breaking up. He quietly got down on his knee at the 50-yard line for about 20 seconds and just said, Lord, dedicate it to you. Thank you for everything. You know, amen. He said it privately. He said it to himself. And he never asked anyone to be involved he never preached it to the kids nothing an opposing team comes to Bremerton and they see it and somebody on their side writes a vicious letter saying how can you let this happen in your school this is oppression and freedom you know um, the freedom of uh, freedom from religion and so the school responds they don't at first they just say hey can can you, uh, can you not do it? And he said, well, I, this is a personal thing for me, but sure, I'll, I'll, I'll go over here and do it more quietly. And the other teams had come and other people had started to join him. He goes to the students because he'd been doing it for eight years. I uh, went to the students to say, guys, you can't join me anymore. It's no big deal. Don't. Um, and he never invited them. Some of the students came to him over the eight years and said, hey, coach, can we Take a knee with you. And he and his exact quote is it's a free country. Do what you want. But he never tried to push it or indoctrinate, et cetera, et cetera. Well, yesterday, this case went in front of the Supreme Court. And I have to tell you, the other side. I mean, this you have to listen to it for the very first time in history. The world could listen to the goings on and an argument live In front of the Supreme Court. Usually there's about 40 or 50 people in there. Um, Now it's just the justices because of covid and the two attorneys. And because of that, they decided on this case to stream it out to everybody. And so I listened yesterday. It was crazy to listen to this. And it was so good because they would go back and forth And you weren't sure all the time which side the justice was taking because they poked holes in both of them. But the the opposing side, the ones from the the Bremerton School District, they I mean, they don't have their facts together. And the justices said, you know, the facts seem to be in play here. You know (laughs) what exactly is true and what's not um and joe's side has has the facts buttoned down yeah because there's a i think there's an idea that you know
0: the an accusation that sort of bubbles under the surface that basically the coach is lying he he is he did uh maybe subtly uh uh try to get these kids to go out and pray, and uh, he did no this is one of the other oh, saying. Yeah. saying no he didn't. no he didn't yeah. um he did. Uh, in 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 accusation form, basically say you know you are not going to get playing time if you don't right. join me. Like this is the accusation. Right. So if that were true, you could have an argument here. However, they can't produce one single child in the eight years he was doing this that says this occurred. Yeah. I mean, it's not just his word. They can't come up with one kid who
1: said it occurred. All they're saying is, is that the coach has an unbelievable influence on kids. Hmm. And so everything that he does, it's implied. If you don't play along, you're not going to play football or you're not going to get a good grade. Well, I would make the case for every teacher that is true. If you are spouting <laughs> yeah. all of this, this gobbledygook, this, this wokeness, uh, you think I feel comfortable saying what my opinion is? Or do I have to go with a teacher? And we have seen the evidence of that happening in the schools and the teachers berating those kids that don't agree. We've seen that. There's nothing in this case. Yeah. I mean, if I remember
0: the story right, one of the... There was one kid who said something, somehow spoke up and said he didn't want to participate and the prayer wasn't his gig. And of course, the coach was like, yeah, that's fine. Actually made the kid the captain of the team.
1: <laughs> that's the kind of... That's the kind of evil, devilish tricks that the right seems yeah, to spin. Yeah, that's right. That's how um, you do it. The, the, the important <laughs> thing about this is this is the very first time in our nation's history that the establishment clause coming in for teachers uh, and employees has actually been challenged like this. Can you say a silent prayer? Can you go in as a teacher and say a blessing over your food to yourself? If this doesn't come out, if this, if, if the left wins on this one, it's going to be a really bad thing, um, but I just don't see them winning uh, on I don't this. Think they're going to win this. Either. I think they. I don't, I don't think they c- have anything here. I was talking to Kelly. He said he thinks that there's a real chance. Roe versus Wade is all is all just underwater now. I
0: know. I I have said for years and years and years. Not my lifetime. It's not my lifetime. This is not going to happen. As much as I wanted it to happen, yeah. I never believed it. And you know, of course, there's a lot. It's a much more complicated thing than overturning something in the Supreme Court. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. end abortion. It's going to get more radicalized in blue states. Oh yeah, people, they will. It already is. Yeah, they're they're already forming organizations to pay for people to transport women across state lines. That's to do what we stuff. like
1: to call the free market.
0: Yeah, although I don't, I kind of disagree with that analysis, just because of it's not free market to be able to kill children. <laughs> I'm no, sorry. it's not. You no, get, no, no, that's
1: not the way. It's it's not. No. but we're taking a step in the right direction. In the regards of it's better than the feds don't have Mm -hmm. a place now. This disagree, I disagree because I think it's murder, and the feds absolutely have a place in that. But yes, with what they're arguing, get it to the states again. It's
0: closer to federalism, really. I think, but I still don't think this should be. I mean, I think it's life is liberty in the pursuit of happiness. I do believe this is a protected thing that the feds should be involved in. But that being said, all of that to the side, you're never going to stop it unless you win the argument with people over a long period of time. Like, like the argument against racism was one. Yeah. Right. You you know, was it? I th- well I think it was it was and then it was uh, apparently undone. right now the left is trying to undo that victory because they yeah. want the racism apparently so badly yeah. uh we want to make sure and convince reconvince people that their skin color is the most important <laughs> thing about them which is a strange uh, political yeah. project but yeah. it is where we're going uh, seemingly uh but like you know you, you look at things like interracial marriage right there was a time in which sixty 70 eighty percent of this uh, country believed it shouldn't be allowed yeah right that argument was not won because of changes in law it was won because people realized it was idiotic to think that right. right and so you have to win the argument on abortion that way too there are organizations in europe that exist right now that will send you abortion pills anywhere in the world if abortion is illegal in your area you're not going to just stop this by overturning a case however it's incredible that we're even talking about this. I mean, I did not think we'd ever be see a time in so which this I just would be want to time.
1: reiterate what I just said at the very beginning of this. At the end of this summer, it may be that we are more free under religion. Under the First Amendment, we may be more free than we have been in about 80 years. That's remarkable. And I will say this, too,
0: and there's a lot of complaints on the right about how we, quote unquote, "always lose." Well we are winning that, big. It's just not I don't see the facts bearing that out, especially, you know, there's been a lot of beating up of originalism in the court and how it was a failed conservative project. Has it been? Has it really been a this is a failure? I don't know. I don't think it's a failure. So
1: this is actually, and what's great is, this is actually winning. And it's coming back to the Constitution. Yeah. It's not a political thing. Mm -hmm. It's back to the Constitution, which you never know. The Constitution cuts both ways. Sometimes you love it. Sometimes you don't. But it's going back to that. That is a huge win. This is a lasting mark. You know, we can get in and, and have a president. The next president, the three presidents from now can go and make and, you know, sign their Dictates, uh, you know, through uh, executive order, and those are overturned immediately. Those are either overturned by the court or they're just canceled. Day one, the next president comes in; these are lasting marks. You want to you want to back a, a group of people of of five hundred one c three that's actually making a difference? May I suggest you donate to First Liberty? They're making lasting differences. <laughs> All right. Inflation kicking everybody in the pants these days, you know, and it's harder and harder to save money. But with Patriot Mobile, you'll not only be able to save a buttload, but you're also going to be able to support a great company that supports you. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. And that's more than just name. They actually are doing something about it. First of all, they have the same great nationwide coverage as the major carriers because they're on the same cell towers. So. You have all of that. You have great service, lower prices, better um, customer service, in my opinion, all here in the in the United States. And on top of that, you know that the money that you're giving them to pay for your cell service is not going to things like abortion clinics like Verizon. They're supporting Planned Parenthood. Great. I don't want to support them. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit your budget They have uh, uh, teams on the ground all the time fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, the sanctity of life. That's secondary, I know. But it's nice to have somebody take the money that I've worked hard for, you worked hard for, and actually apply it to the same cause that I'm for. We've got to start doing business with people who want to do business with us. Patriot Mobile. It's an easy way to save money right now. PatriotMobile.com slash back. Do it now. Call 972 Patriot. You'll get free activation if you use the offer code back. So do it now. PatriotMobile.com slash back or 972 Patriot. The Glenn Beck Program.
0: Miss a day, miss a lot. Visit blaze TV.com today and never miss a moment of truth.
1: Welcome to the Glenbeck program coming up in just a minute in studios Nikki Haley a friend of the program and uh, somebody who I think served honorably in the uh in the uh, gubernatorial uh, position in South Carolina and also as our United Nations uh secretary she was I can't wait to talk to her about Russia did you see what they were saying that that now Putin is the, the, more and more so they're saying he's incapacitated that he is yeah there's been some weird videos popping yeah, up yeah and I didn't see anything weird in that video yeah. did you I mean not, I didn't not necessarily no um, and then yesterday uh, their foreign secretary came out and said um, hey just want to let you know with you guys shipping arms over uh, don't be surprised if it's a nuclear war <laughs> I I I I'm assuming that we still live in the world where everybody knows uh, there's no winners in a nuclear war. But is that even rational to assume that anymore? How does this end? Nikki Haley joins us in a minute. Welcome to the Glenbeck program, joining us to talk about Russia, China, inflation, the Republicans, and what we need to do to remain a country that's based on the Constitution. Nikki Haley joins me in studio next. First, let me tell you about the Tuttle Twins. Uh it is it's almost impossible to get people to listen to Fed talk. I mean, they just don't, they, they don't know what it is. They think it's part of the, uh, you know, the, the the Washington apparatus. And it is. It's just not a federal government entity. Instead, it's an entity of the, the biggest banks in the country. They own the Fed. So, wait a minute, they're bailing themselves out in a way. That's weird, isn't it? Um, the Fed is the is the biggest cause of inflation that and government spending but that's one in the same they are the ones that have caused a lot of the problems that we are facing right now and good news they're going to be the ones that come up with all the solutions and we're going to be told no they're the experts no they're not no they're not you need to understand what the fed is and i've got a easy way for you to learn about it it's the tuttle twins books now these are made for your kids But there is one uh, book from the Tuttle Twins that I think is really good. In fact, I think it's so crucial for families that I've asked the Tuttle Twins to make it for free. It is the Tuttle Twins and the Creature from Jekyll Island. That's the Fed. How does inflation work? What causes it? What stops it? What's the Fed? How is it created? What's happening to our free market? All in the Tuttle Twins and the Creature from Jekyll Island. It's free while supplies last. You just pay for shipping. Go to tuttletwinsbeck.com, tuttletwinsbeck.com. Welcome to the program, Nikki Haley. How are you?
2: Thank you, my friend. It's great to be yeah. with you. Good to see you. Great to see you.
1: Um, so I want to talk to you about a couple of things. I've got a lot to run through uh, with you. Um, but uh, let's, start, let's just start with the news around the world. What the hell is happening with Ukraine? This does not feel right. It doesn't feel good.
2: It shouldn't feel right, and it shouldn't feel good. Um, You know, this is a bigger fight than just Russia and Ukraine. This is a fight for freedom. And how we handle this matters. You know, we saw how horrible we handled Afghanistan. We can't continue to have those blunders, because when Afghanistan fell, it let every... Um, corrupt dictator around the world say this is a weak america we better move now while we can and that's what we're seeing happen. okay
1: so do you think we should be fighting actually in their fighting
2: americans should not be in their fighting no okay. and and ukrainians haven't asked us to but when you see a freedom loving country trying to protect their own turf We should give them every ounce of ammunition they need. We should be pulling in. And I'm glad to see NATO pulling in their weight because that was hugely important. They need to be giving everything. And we all need to go and support Zelensky to win this fight on freedom. And when he wins, no other dictator will try and do this again. Okay,
1: so um, I agree that we should not go in. I'm a little concerned that Joe Biden was saying, hey, we can't let anybody take these old airplanes. Because that might rope us into it. And then we're now openly saying, oh, yeah, and we're just leaving them at the bus stop there in Ukraine. I mean, what are we what happened to where
2: it's foolish Biden's running scared he's been running scared from the beginning if he had done sanctions before Putin moved in we wouldn't have seen this President Trump had said that we would send them equipment and ammunition in March of last year when they had already started doing Biden stopped it we were supposed to send another group in June of last year Biden stopped it all because he thought it would cause Putin to react look at what happens when you don't stand strong if you stand strong before a conflict the conflict never happens why is
1: putin keep saying that we're on the edge of nuclear war
2: because he has nothing left i mean look
1: is that we, a is that a i mean did, so does that make it more believable he doesn't that?
2: he doesn't want to die and he listen but at the same time let's not ignore him This is a real danger. This is something that's serious. It's why Ukraine needs to win and win strong. If Putin feels like there's a window, he's going to keep going. If we can stop him where he's at, then he'll start to retreat. The key to that is... One, making sure that Ukrainians aren't begging for help, that they get the help that they need, including the planes, including the anti-air defense systems that they're constantly begging for, but also making sure we hit Putin where it hurts. He can't continue a war if he's got the money to fuel it. So, and we have to sanction the energy companies, and Biden still won't do it.
1: Okay, so so there is there was talk last week that after the French election that Europe was going to say no more oil from uh, from Russia. Do you believe that? Is that in the works?
2: I think the U.S. needs to be pushing them that way. There's not an option for them to continue getting oil from Russia. It puts us all in danger for them to do that. Are they going to struggle? Yeah, a little bit. Can we double down and start, you know, exporting liquefied natural gas can we help them go and find other avenues to get it just like poland and lithuania are getting it from australia yes we can that's what has to happen it's not but
1: they're not going to do that this biden administration will not release any kind of sanctions if you will on our own companies to go and get more liquefied natural gas to to go get anything even for our for our own self we're shipping our own strategic oil reserve
2: to europe because biden's scared of the climate change people like he's scared of the green new deal pro um you know people that fight for that and we're seeing it and it's making america weak i mean it's a serious issue what we've got right now but we can right the ship that's the biggest thing i have faith we can right the ship and that first starts by do we win these elections in november but more importantly What do we do when we win? We have to prove we deserve to be there. So when Republicans take control of the House and Senate, which I am all over the country trying to help candidates, when they take it, what do they do? You don't just say no to Biden. Mm -hmm. What do you say yes to? Mm -hmm. You say yes to making sure that we're exporting more liquefied natural gas, that we're opening up our energy reserves. You say yes to we're going to stop all this wasteful spending. You say yes to the fact that we're going to be strong abroad by having a strong voice against terrorism and all dictators that try and threaten America or say death to America. We can start doing things. You say yes to, yes, we're going to take care of our children's education and we're not going to let all these teachers unions do it. We've got to start saying yes to a lot of things and not just say no to Biden.
1: So how do we say yes to the end of inflation? How is this one going to be solved? Because it we're, we're close to the death spiral here on inflation.
2: I mean, Glenn, it's so bad that... The average family is spending five to six thousand dollars more a year. Now, when Michael and I were raising our children, if you told us we had to spend five to six thousand more a year, do you know where we'd get it from? A credit card. Mm -hmm. And do you know what happens to families when that happens? That's the fear I have is what about these families who are just trying to make it through today? The way you do that is, first of all, yes, we open up our energy sector and we make sure something like that works. But you stop this wasteful spending. Do you know in the last spending package, Republicans and Democrats passed 5000 earmarks totaling $10 billion? You want to hear what some of that was? Twelve. $1 million for a baseball park in New York, $15 million for New Jersey to apply to get the World Cup. $6.5 for golf courses in Colorado. This is our Republicans and Democrats doing this, Glenn. That is not okay. You can't say and go on TV and scream that inflation is terrible and turn around and co-sponsor an earmark and open that back up. Where were our Republicans in this? Why did they allow this to happen? We had stopped earmarks.
1: Well, it's kind of where I am with the Republican Party in whole. I don't see, I see a few um, that are standing up and are fighting the good fight. But then you see people like Mitch McConnell. I mean, uh, you know, you, you've got to clean out these, these federal agencies. Term just,
2: limits, term limits, you, term limits. You
1: have to just clean them out. Well, you're not going to be able to do that if you have a president without the Congress. Congress has to do it. And you could have, you know, control of the Congress with Republicans. But do they even get it?
2: Do you know what else Congress can do? put controls on our border. They can fix this border crisis. Where is Congress? That's what I'm going to keep saying is we need the fighters. We need those that understand that you have to make so much noise. The people will follow you if you do that. But you can't go on this runaway spending where our debt's more than our economy. Do you know we're having to borrow money to make our interest payments? Oh, yeah, no. Our kids and grandkids will never forgive us for this. We have got to right the ship for the good of our country, for the good of the world, for the good of the next generation it's it's time for all this to stop
1: so what are the things that you do um you're the founder of stand for america and you go out and you try to promote good policies and also the right candidates you just endorsed sarah palin why
2: couple of reasons first of all when i was running for governor the first time um, there were five candidates. I started as the fifth out of five, um, had the least amount of money, the least name ID. Um, and I got up to the second position. Um, I was running against a lieutenant governor, a congressman, an attorney general, a state senator. Got up to the second position, and Sarah Palin, without telling her staff, called me the day before and said, her, Todd called and said, We're coming to South Carolina. We're going to endorse Nikki, and she did an a life, pro-life speech in the morning. She did an NRA speech in the afternoon, and she came and endorsed me mm-hmm. in the evening and helped push me over the, the deep end. So first, I'll tell you, um, my loyalty to her will always be strong. But secondly, it's because I believe in her. She had a voice that matters. Glenn, she was canceled before we ever talked about cancel culture. She was vilified by the media before we ever had all this happen. And she was a great governor. She understood the value of a dollar. She understood what real families went through. And she and I, they called us the rock star sisterhood. We related on so many levels because the establishment denied me. And the resistance didn't think I was cool enough or fit the mold for them. Mm. And Sarah went through the same thing. And, you know, we need her voice in Congress. I would love to see her walk in the halls of Congress and reminding them of what the Tea Party was all about and how taxed enough already is happening again. I would love for her to talk about what energy, opening up our energy policies and really doing that. She's the right person. I'd love to have her back.
1: She in Arizona? Where is she? Sarah? Yeah. She's
2: in Alaska. She's back in Alaska? She's in Alaska. Okay.
1: Um, all right. So who is the who's the candidate that you have seen that went, that you've said, oh my gosh, this is a new breed?
2: You know, I think there's been a few. In the last cycle, it was the Victoria Sparks. It was the... Um, It was the Nicole Malliotakis. It was the Nancy Mace. There were a lot of just fighters, just Mm -hmm. had good fighters about them. Now we're seeing different ones in terms of like Morgan Luttrell in Texas, Wesley Hunt in Texas. Like those were fantastic. Tony Gonzalez in Texas. We just um, did him as well. Monica De La Cruz, we're looking at her hard. You know, There's some really good ones here in Texas, but around the country, we're Mm -hmm. seeing some really great ones. And so I just um, endorsed or... Tiffany Smiley in Washington State. You know, a lot of people are throwing Washington State away. If anybody can win in Washington State, it's Tiffany Smiley. And so we're we're not just going after the easy races. We're going after the ones that can really be difficult. It's why we endorsed Jack Cittarelli in New Jersey for governor. He lost by one percentage point. We almost had it. It's why we endorsed Glenn Youngkin in Virginia. It's because we know when we get in there, you got to push these people over the finish line like Sarah Palin pushed me. Because when you see those fighters, when you see those people that can really move the ball, Mm -hmm. that you know they're not just going to bring good policy, but they're going to bring good fight, and they're not going to be afraid to stand up to the establishment, those are the people we want.
1: One last thing, Elon Musk. Yes. When we come back, give me one minute. Uh, As inflation soars to record highs, every item is costing you more. Um, Nikki was just talking about uh, credit cards. This is what people do when they get behind the eight ball to put money on credit cards. And the reason why this is so bad is because inflation is going up and interest rates are going to go up. Even if the Fed doesn't uh, raise them, the banks will because it will become more and more risky because everybody is maxed out on their credit cards. You're paying the average now is about 19 percent, 19 percent you imagine that goes up to twenty five percent, twenty eight percent and it will happen? Please call American Financing right now. See if you can get in and lock in a lower interest rate and do a consolidation loan to get those credit cards off of your back. Do it now. American Financing. The number is 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. Americanfinancing.net. American Financing. NMLS one 823 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. 10 seconds. Station ID. <laughs> so... I I, I'm sure I disagree with Elon Musk on a lot of stuff. I'd vote for him in a heartbeat. And because he a he's Tony Stark. I mean, he's just he doesn't care. Um, But the the other thing is, is he has a vision of where things are going. You listen to him and then you listen to anybody on television, anybody in Congress or in the White House. And there's no vision there. What do you think about him taking over Twitter?
2: I love it. It's a win for freedom. It's an absolute win for freedom of speech. But what I love is... Elon Musk is not afraid to rattle the cage. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe when you have that much money, you can rattle all the cages you want. I'm grateful for him, and now my question is, who's next? Let's keep going. He kind of said st- that yesterday. Yeah, Didn't let's he not still? stop with with him. Yeah, and you know what? There's there's Facebook, there's Instagram, there's the big media. You know that we need to go and rattle those cages. Let's do it. And Elon Musk has been the start. Let's not that let that be the end.
1: Yeah, I don't think it will be. You know, I was thinking about it this morning. We're at the end of that uh, of that cycle, that pendulum cycle, and I think twenty twenty four, the pendulum starts to swing back to individual liberty. So we're almost there. Oh, we just have to make it. Yes, to like twenty thirty, we just have to make it, and things will swing back and be good. Let me ask you a question about education
0: because mm-hmm. we've seen over the past couple of years, COVID, I think, presented with all of its horrible negatives, a unique opportunity for conservatives to communicate what they believe is right when it comes to education in a proactive sense right people saw what was going on they had to they were forced to watch the zoom classes and saw the crazy stuff that was being taught and also that the schools wouldn't open up a lot of conservatives responded to that by saying we got to open these schools up. And, of course, that was the right argument. But isn't there more that we can do here? Isn't this a unique opportunity to talk about school choice and freedom Abolish for, for, for Abol-
1: Abolish the, sec, uh, the uh, Department of Ed. <laughs> there Abolish you go. the okay. Department of Ed. You
2: know, but it goes before that, right? Mm. So look at pre-COVID. Pre-COVID, 65% of fourth graders were not proficient in reading.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Pre-COVID, 66% of eighth graders were not proficient in reading or math. Think about that. Incredible. We had a problem before COVID. So don't let them say that COVID brought this on. No, no. We already had a problem with the establishment in education before. So now you go and you look at the fact that in rural South Carolina, where I was born and raised, COVID hits. Think of a child where both parents had to work. Here is this kid using a screen he's never used before. Use it by way of a hotspot on a school bus down the street now think he's in third grade what's he learning reading fractions science do you think the teachers unions are going to tell his parents Mm -hmm. to hold him back they're not so what happened after two years of lost education when we were already behind in math and reading who is going to stand up for these kids and then you take it a step further that those kids in rural south carolina When all the wealthy families got to put their kids in private schools, where did the rest of the kids go? That's my issue is, one, let's go back and fix what was already broken. You've got some kids. Don't push them through to the next grade. Don't push them through later. If a child can't read by third grade, they're four times less likely to graduate high school. Then we need to open up school choice. We need to open up charter schools, and we need to go put the blame where it belongs, which is on the teachers' unions and the Democrats that wanted COVID money more than they wanted to teach our kids, and we have to hold them accountable for that. So I've been
1: saying lately, if you're a teacher teacher you could be a great teacher but if you're a member of the teachers union i'm sorry you're part of the problem you don't have to be a member of that union
2: stop it's exactly right your voice will be loud enough without the union the union is just making money off of you yes. the union in california basically made sure that they opened schools for one day just to get the covid money one day what did that do for a child nothing but it got them the money they wanted We've got to start telling teachers, we want to empower you, but the unions aren't going to be the way to do that. The people are going to be the way to do that.
1: Would you be for abolishing the Department of Education?
2: I think it's completely messed up. We need to bring it down and start it back over. And the way we start it back over is give the states control. Give the states control over. Because Because they
1: already have that. You don't need them to. I don't need an office in Washington, D.C. No,
2: let me tell you, as governor, we did education reform. Every governor in the country could make an impact because what the Department of Education does is says, if you take this money, if you teach this class, we'll give you this much money. If you teach critical race theory, we'll give you this much money. If you teach this, we'll give you this much money. States right now are teaching to the money. They're not teaching to the children. States need to control education. We don't need it controlled from D.C. because one size does not fit all.
1: Right. And the way to do that is to abolish the Department of Ed. It, no strings. Nobody's answering the phone in Washington, D.C. It's bloated. It.
2: It's bureaucratic. And it's lost sight of children.
1: Always good to see you. Nikki uh, Nikki Haley, former U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations, uh, former South Carolina governor and founder of Stand for America, which you can find at StandForAmerica.com.
0: The Glenn Back
1: Program. So, in almost all cases, the secret to success in buying or selling a home is having the right real estate agent. It's not just somebody who, like, hey, do you have a cousin or anything? Sell my house. And then they come over and they're like, we're going to blow up some balloons. We're going to put a sign out. It says open house Saturday. It's going to be crazy. You're going to sell. That's not how to sell a house. Okay. This is a real business. It's not a circus. It's a real business. You need the ones who have who have engaged in the best practices, have the websites that are generating all these views. So when you put yours online, your house is going to be seen by the most amount of people that are looking for a house like yours. We work with agents that take their jobs seriously. It's com. The name says it all. This is a free service to you. This is just a way to, for us to recommend who we think are the best real estate agents in your area realestateagentsitrust.com realestateagentsitrust.com
0: head over to blazetv.com slash glenn the promo code is glenn you'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to blaze tv
1: This is the Glenbeck program. We're glad that you're here. Uh, you know yesterday, I, I was at home. I listened to the Supreme Court, uh, the case for uh, coach Joe Kennedy. Go back and listen to that. I think you can find it. It might still be there at, uh, at firstliberty.org uh, or YouTube, I'm not sure. but it was fascinating to hear this case. And the guy who is arguing for the uh, you know for the school district, just sounds like a weasel just told, I mean, it, I don't know what he looks like. I'm not saying he is a weasel. But if you were casting for a weasel in a radio play, he'd be the guy you would cast. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Anyway, um, so yesterday I had a lot of time on my hands, of course, and because I was sick and I did something I haven't done probably in about, mm, I don't know, five years. I went to the Huffington Post. I don't know why, but I did. Now I was I was doing show prep and I was, you know, I try to read everything. <laughs> that doesn't include the Huffington post. Um, but uh I try to read a little bit of everything and I was reading about inflation. I was reading about the economy, I was reading about have you seen the ship uh the shipyards in in Shanghai, how much that is backed oh, up. Yeah, that's oh
0: incredible. my Incredible. Yeah. I mean, that is it's a jaw-dropping to it, look at it. it you, is. you see the graphics of the ships. It's, you know... Jaw-dropping. Thousands of ships thousands. are just st- sitting out there waiting to get
1: in. And, yeah. you know, this is only going to affect
0: the entire everything. world. Yeah,
1: everything. Um, we, people just don't have any idea. Then, you know, started looking at food and food prices and the shortages over seas. You know, uh, nuclear war yesterday. The foreign minister of Russia said, hey, don't take a nuclear war off the table. It's always on the table. It could happen. You're like, Whoa. So I go over to the Huffington Post. I'm not kidding you. I would say 90% of what was on their front page was about January 6th and Donald <laughs> Trump. And it's like... 90 Wow. Oh, it was so, story after story after story after story. And I'm like, what world are you guys living in?
0: So 90%, you're commenting that you can't believe how low that was? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's like... That's incredible. It, it's insanity. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to see how this has developed too in that a lot of this is fueled by the text messages sent to Mark Meadows, the chief of staff of the president on and around January 6th. But
1: what did he say that they had a problem
0: with? Yeah. I mean, all the texts seem to be people uh, saying that this, this is a problem. Uh, this is a problem. Like it was really bad. And like, I can't believe this is happening. And may, I, we should, we the president needs to to record speak. a message and yeah. speak and stop it immediately. And, and it's all the things that you would think the left would want republicans to be saying behind the scenes and but now somehow or another it's bad yeah and i guess and and like i like they seem to be complaining it with this idea that okay we they they knew republicans knew this was really bad but now everybody it's not. hold
1: on just a second everybody in america except for vlad the spy that's currently running, you know, our teachers <laughs> unions from Russia. Everybody knew this was bad.
0: Yeah. Uh, Everybody. It was bad. It was bad. Now, the, the the idea is now they're trying to say, well, behind the scenes, they knew it was bad. But then in public, they've down, they quote unquote downplayed it. Really? And this is we didn't. Yeah. I, I don't I, know anybody that did. I have not downplayed it at all. I, I I completely to this moment believe it was a really ugly moment in American history and a really bad, riot, And something we should all say was bad. Yep. That being said, what the pushback has been against January six has been number one. The left has tried to include everyone who thinks taxes should be lower as part of it. (laughs) Right. If if you think taxes should
1: only be 35%, you basically arranged the riot. If you don't think that all white people should be burned at the stake, (laughs) You're a terrorist. Right. <laughs> so they've
0: tried to lump everybody, in, including the Washington Post today, who went after you and tried to oh gosh, include right. you yeah. as one of the people basically organizing the January 6th riots. It was crazy. Which is insane. You were on the air on January 5th telling people not to go. <laughs> and they have you as a
1: main contributor to right. the riots in the Washington yeah, Post. It was my rhetoric that yeah. caused things like that. I'm like... I was against it. You literally told people not to go the day before the rally when it was just a rally. I completely forgot.
0: And and your concern was that it could spiral out of control. Yes. Uh, So, completely ridiculous. So, they've tried to lump everybody in and then in addition to that, they've tried to turn January 6th into the worst thing that has ever occurred in the history of the world. It's as bad as the Civil War. It's as bad as slavery. It's as bad as the Holocaust. I don't oh, know what they're saying today. The only thing that it competes with is global warming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> I mean, and even that apparently yeah. uh, is 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 in doubt. And, you know, and it's funny because I, this is something that I thought was interesting from the beginning. At no point, and I thought it was really bad. I've
1: said this on the air. I thought it was a national disgrace, and I do not hold back. From I that am going go to go a step say. further. I think, and I said this at the time, I was really angry at the president. Mm-hmm. Where are you, man? Yeah. I, I was. I don't even know if we were together, but wherever I was, I was, was screaming it, at the yeah. television. What are you doing? You get the get the statements out there faster. Get w- out yeah, there! I gotta say this is stop. And then when he did, it was like, hey, you know, you're good people. No, stop! Get the hell out of that building! Right, right. And you know, look,
0: there's th- there is plenty of room for criticism of a lot of people around yep. that date. Um, so uh, Nancy Pelosi being one of them plenty of people yeah. um i think so you look at the that whole situation and you say all right well it was a riot it was really bad i think it was a national disgrace the word insurrection though has but this was not a serious insurrection attempt i don't think it's possible to look at it and in, in those terms and say okay that rally you could I think you can look at other things surrounding that and be really critical of them, but the riot itself was a bunch of people who were at a rally and did, and and there were some people there, I think, that that thought of it that way, but the vast majority of people uh, did not think of it that way, and there was never a chance that our government was overthrown. That was no. never a possibility no. of this riot. No. It was a bad event. There was never a chance. And I kept saying to myself, they keep sticking to this word insurrection so closely. You cannot. Move from it at all? I would, I would call it a riot. You want to call it the QAnon riots? Go ahead. But you're going to call it an insurrection? That just—I don't think anyone can 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 uh, can say that as a serious insurrection attempt. And I thought to myself, why? Why do they keep coming back to this word? Why don't they just say what it was? Why do they keep going down this road? And I think you're seeing the reality here as you look at what they're trying to do. First, as a test, right now with Marjorie Taylor Green in Georgia in the constitution Mm. if you are involved in any way in an insurrection attempt you cannot run for office and guess what the target long term is not marjorie taylor (laughs) green the target very clearly is is donald Donald trump Trump. and if if somehow they pull this off with marjorie taylor green which i don't think they have any legal standing to, to get i don't think it's even close to reality what they're trying to do and get her thrown off the the ballot in georgia but if it works there and honestly, even if it doesn't work there, they will use whatever information they can garner oh, yeah. uh, to utilize it in a case, c- because if Donald Trump announces he's going to run for president, they're going to try to get him constitutionally removed from the ballot. They are going to try to prevent him to running. As this is, I don't have any information on this, but that is it, you know what? what I believe but they are going to try to do. how stupid
1: they are. Okay, let's just say they accomplish that. I don't think there's a chance that that happens. No, I don't okay? think so either. They'll try it. I think they will try it. Right. Though. But let's just say that, you know, pigs can fly and men can have babies. And uh, all of a sudden they pull that one off. Okay? I have terrible news for you. We'll update you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just say that happens. Yeah. Do you know what that would do to the oh to the base of Donald Trump? Because you'd have Ron DeSantis and the people who support Trump. Would also support Ron DeSantis. And you don't think Ron DeSantis could ride that wave? Uh, Oh, my gosh. I mean, they're
0: crazy. The election consequences are one thing. I can't even imagine what that would do to our institutions, to the foundations of this country. It would be an obvious attempt to destroy any faith people had in our system of government.
1: Yeah. I mean it's that is that dire. They will try I this. think that's going to happen though this summer. I really do. I think I mm. think they're going to start taking on the Supreme Court this summer uh because there's going to be a few decisions that are coming out that they are not going to like and they are serious about packing the court. Okay? They really want it. Oh, they really want it. And that is the la- that's the last nail in the coffin. Once you lose the Supreme Court, And I mean through court packing, not because, you know, it's five to three one way or another, but because you've packed the court. Once you pack the court, you're done as a nation. That is the death knell of every nation that has ever done it. You're done. Okay, you don't go back from there. Um, So they're going to try to do that. And then let me tell you, Stu, I just can't see a way to where the. The Republicans win the House and, and maybe a seat in the Senate. And the left doesn't go crazy that the left doesn't say, you know, this was fraudulent. Everything oh, that they've they, said. They'll say the they election is. I mean, they say it they every say time anyway. There was just a pull out. Most Democrats believe that Hillary Clinton won in 2016. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're saying that now. we don't believe it. They're still saying There's that just... about Hillary Clinton. <laughs> and they're certainly still saying it about George W. Bush yes. in 2000. I mean, so they're going they're going to say it. Mm-hmm. But I think that they are so keyed up and with the with the uh stuff that's happening with the Supreme Court. They're just going to say it's over. These guys are crazy. They're coming for you. They're going to kill the women and children. Did you see what MSNBC said about The Twitter takeover that our women and girls will no longer be safe.
0: (laughs) I mean, you're putting too much of your life onto a social network if this is what you believe. And I don't know if they. This is what they say about everything. Everything.
1: Every time there is. Romney, any... who we don't like. Right. Romney was <laughs> yeah. was some gra- grave, you know, uh, uh, horrible conservative that was just going to out conservative all conservatives. Yeah.
0: Every president is worse than the last one when oh, it comes to the gosh. Republicans. Every nominee is worse than the last one when it comes to Republicans. And
1: can I tell you, um, many times that is true. Well, from a, my point of in view. In a different way. <laughs> yes. But they're
0: saying now already Ron DeSantis is actually more dangerous than Donald Trump. They're already saying it. Yeah, he's not even he hasn't even announced he's running yet, and they're yeah. already saying it. So this is going to happen. But let me give you this this little uh, picture because if they don't go crazy now, yeah, let me give you a scenario of what happens for 2024. In 2022,
1: there is. Wait, let me take a break because I don't want to okay. cut you off. Take a quick break. Okay. We'll come back. This is a really I, I think this you yeah. shared this earlier mm-hmm. with me. Uh, this is a really good theory. Back in just a second. Stand by. <laughs> Goldline is the premier precious metals provider in America. I have done business with them for over twenty years. In fact, I was doing business with them before they started to be a client of mine. I was a I was a client of theirs. I did my homework. Lots of clients who have clients who have already purchased gold call back to add to their portfolios by getting some silver or some extra gold. I have done it myself. There is the new Ben Franklin silver rounds that I have designed. They sold out. There's a new supply now that has just been minted. If you don't have them, it is. They, they're really cool. Solid silver. It's an ounce of silver. Ben Franklin. It's a it's a, it's a round because legally I can't call it a coin, you know, but it's it's a full ounce of silver and it is made to look like if Ben Franklin would have been a president He wanted a seal that's very different, and his seal for the United States is on the back of this coin. A hint, it's Moses at the Red Sea with Pharaoh getting collapsed, uh, having the water collapse on him. Uh, It's a great way to invest in silver, have silver. Um, You can call them and find out when those silver rounds for Ben Franklin are going to be back. They also have um, really great stuff um, in gold. They will have the Ben Franklin also in gold. Just check them out. Goldline, 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Stay informed.
0: Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com.
1: Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. So let me walk you
0: through this real quick. Uh, if you go into the 2022 Senate elections, uh, you have a situation where the momentum of the, of the, the climate of this election is pro-Republican. Correct. Right? Where it's, a, it's a midterm election for a, a president that is in very poor standing right now. Uh, so the Republicans should do well. How, however, the structure of the
1: Senate election is actually tilted toward Democrats. Which means the strong Democratic areas Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. uh the states that are producing those strong democrat senators yeah those are the ones that are up for grabs yeah in in large
0: part yeah so if you go into this right now the way we've looked at it these are a lot of generalities a lot of things have not played out yet but we have it at 49 46 for republicans with five Mm -hmm. toss-ups just a generality now republicans would have to win two of those five to control the senate however Very possible that they sweep those five. It's not impossible at all that they would get to maybe 54 or maybe even 55, somewhere in that general vicinity. That'll drive them nuts. That's going to drive them nuts. But let me drive them even more nuts. 2024 comes up. Republicans, if they are doing well, and don't blow it in those two years, will have a house that they probably already control. If this goes well in the Senate this election, they would be at, say, 54, 55 seats. The next election has a situation where the map tilts back to Republicans. So Republicans are going to have a lot of gain opportunities here to increase. You could very easily see a situation in which, whatever, Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump or whoever it is, comes in to the presidency in 2024, beating up on someone like Joe Biden, getting into the presidency with a filibuster proof majority 60 60 it's not impossible it would have things would have to go right but we've never seen anything like this in our lifetime really no it's fdr was the last time i think they
1: had a filibuster proof
0: i mean the democrats had it with obama in 2009 with, oh, okay, with yeah. 60 seats when they tried to pass right. obamacare right. and then lost it right mm-hmm. uh, uh, when scott brown wound up winning that election in mm-hmm. in massachusetts but the republicans never sniff this stuff And if it goes well, if you get the right candidates in the right states and selecting in these primaries is going to be really important. Candidates in purple states that are acceptable to purple state audiences in 2022 are going to be important. But if you can win those races and keep good Republicans, people like Mike Lee in as well. You could see something like a
1: filibuster-proof majority behind Ron DeSantis. You would also need to have the Republicans not screw it up. Not screw it up. And actually stand for something. Okay, with that said, we'll see you tomorrow, you sick, twisted freak. This is
2: the Glenn.